1: I finished these
3: fights.
1: Give me a hell yeah.
3: Top Rope Nation. Learn to
1: love it. It's the best thing going today. Finally, it's been far too long. We're back in the saddle again. Top Rope Nation on the air. Ladies and gentlemen, here to preview the greatest named wrestling pay-per-view of all time wwe great balls of fire this sunday on the wwe network i am ryan droste of toprowpress.com joined here as always by first off you see him down there wearing the shades doing his best hot stuff eddie gilbert impression kyle ross in the house kyle how are you feeling tonight not feeling well i'll be honest with you <laughs> if, if you're watching we'll this say- here live on youtube that is not a bathrobe he actually has a brown hoodie on he's got the shades yeah. on
0: Oh, I am. Man. I'm sick, and not just <laughs> of people complaining about the greatest wrestling promotion of all time, the WWE. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. I'm definitely sick of that. But not I'm of the weather, battling, battling the cold.
1: Well, Kyle, we I- appreciate it that you're powering through that to be with us tonight. It's been it's been yeah. three weeks since we've been on the air, so no we couldn't do it without you. And also joining us here, down there in the other corner on your screen here on YouTube, bobbing around, bobbing and weaving just enjoying himself justin what's going on
3: oh man i so in honor of the current wwe u.s champion and the johnny new japan united states champion
1: oh, oh my goodness oh Go canada <laughs> we've got a canada hat on yes that's that's excellent. I, I think I've shared US that AK. story. I, I think I've shared my Canadian stories on this show before, so I'm not going to go into that. But I appreciate that you actually do own a Canada hat. Where did that come from? Canada. I mean, like, <laughs> did you pick that up in your recent vacation up there? That is
0: correct. Okay, very nice. Kyle, thoughts? I picked up these very cheap USA shades at a Fourth of July party on Sunday. <laughs> Kyle, will I don't... Ryan pull out a will Ryan pull out a sombrero on this uh, telecast? Stay Are... tuned. We're I gonna find out. The what, room.
3: We're gonna find out what team of a uh, spring stampede he's on.
0: <laughs> By the way, I was watching an old. What, what I think it was like an old Power Hour clip from 1990, the NWA Power Hour. Power Rick Hour. Be careful with v. that terminology. It was Ric Flair versus the Z Man oh, and goodness. Jim Cornette. To hype Mill Mascara's appearance on the impending clash, said, "Do you know why he, This was to Jr. Do you know why? a thousand mexicans invaded the Alamo, and jr just knew this was gonna be bad he's like oh no why (laughs) jim Cornette said they only had one truck oh my god if you follow (laughs) jim Cornette on twitter it's not that surprising i guess yes
1: we've come a long way in wrestling commentary haven't Uh, we that's terrible this is why people were ashamed to be fans for so many years yes uh i'm guessing kyle by your intro that uh you're were you not impressed by the New Japan shows in in Los Angeles over the weekend, or you no, made a point to say the uh, greatest wrestling promotion of all time, WWE?
0: Oh well, it is. I mean, you know, you can like two things; you don't have to pick a side. I know. I'm just but trying WWE to get you going. Still, I am fired. This to me is the best B show in terms of build. I think they've ever done. Oh no. yeah, it's a great
1: card Sunday. Yeah, we're going to run it down, give our predictions. Um, I can see a couple of these matches giving us some uh, pretty lengthy conversations tonight, if Kyle's sickness will allow it. So before we get after that, guys, if you're listening on iTunes, hit the subscribe button, leave us a rating. We'd really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button down there. You'll never miss a live broadcast. We appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. If you're watching us live on YouTube, on demand before the show, um, whatever it is. So, guys, let's just let's start right after it. Let's get to the card. Um, by the way, at the end of the show tonight, we will have an interview for you. So, um, if you're watching live, you'll have to tune back in because we are going to record that and add that to the broadcast here um, later on. So, check us out back on YouTube or the podcast there on iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast. So, stay tuned for that. All right. Just start off with the card, I guess. Well, by the way, what did you guys think of Raw on Monday night? Justin, what would you think of the show? Missed
3: it didn't see it i I watched smackdown which smackdown was fantastic but i totally missed raw
0: okay kyle uh i thought it was good it wasn't as good as the previous two weeks but that would be asking a lot i mean like i said i mean there were some clear highlights i mean they've done just a great job with three feuds going into this show so yeah yeah i thought samoa joe just came off like a big time star on
1: that show monday night easily the standout star Yes, pretty sure our review on Top Rope Press listed him as a standout star. If if not, it should have for sure. So I guess I thought it was a pretty good show. I agree, not as good as as the last couple of weeks, but a pretty good. Uh, Go home edition of the show. I think the uh, Joe Lesnar part, obviously the uh, the highlight. So if we run through this card here, um, Raw started out with Enzo More giving a promo that might have went a little long, but it was it was a decent promo for his match with Big Cass this Sunday. Um, following their awesome breakup a couple weeks ago. By the way, I don't think we've even had a show since then. I don't think we even talked about the breakup. Um, what did you guys think about how that was executed and done?
3: I thought they did a terrific job, especially with the way they they built it like Enzo actually apologized. He's like, yeah, dude, you know, you're know you right. I am kind of an ass. Uh, you know, let Let's get back together. Let's try this again. And then he turned on him again. I thought it worked really well.
0: Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, that segment two weeks ago was very, very good. He, he, I think, you know, when Cass was doing the mock reconciliation, I don't think anyone really bought it. But then he did the shtick, and then they were walking back up the aisle. And I think people started to believe it then. And I'm like, is he going to turn on him? Is he going to turn on And then he did. I was like, okay, there we go. Because um, it would have been a disastrous move to just, you know, have him reunite. Even though, I mean, obviously the plan would have been to turn anyway. But... Um, you know, yeah, Cass is—he hit he hit the ball out of the park three weeks ago with that promo when he turned on him, and then yeah, the other segment two weeks ago was great. And I think Enzo did a hell of a job last week uh, with that promo. Yeah, maybe that little adage spiel was unnecessary, but that's just picking nits as far as I'm concerned. This is—that's um, one of the three matches I'm really looking forward to here, even though we all know um, what the result's going to be.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, Cass going over is. Pretty obvious here. Um, but what I wanted to talk about this match is where is Enzo More going to be when this feud's over? I mean, are you worried for the future of his career? Because the guy can talk, obviously. Uh, we've talked at length on this show before about his, his limitations in the ring. Uh, but if you can talk, it can usually take you pretty far in professional wrestling. Um, do you think Enzo More is going to end up sliding down the card? Do you think he has any chance at all to be a star on the caliber that big cast is probably going to be in the future, Kyle.
0: No, probably just because they don't see it. They being WWE. I really think the best thing for all parties. And I thought of this right before we went live. Is to do some sort of injury angle here where cast takes Enzo out because I don't know how far I mean, obviously, the, the goal is probably the top of the card, but I don't know how quickly they want to get him there. But with big cast, I, I don't think you want to keep doing Enzo versus cast matches. I think you just kind of want to do this one and the cast. I don't know. I could see him working like Big Show at SummerSlam. But at the same time, it would make no sense for Enzo to be on the roster, just not working cast. So I, I, I thought back to like, you know, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, one of the famous most famous breakups of all time. And I really thought that, and you know, part of this was Marty's own demons. That what helped Sean's initial heel run as a single go so well is Marty wasn't around. You know, Sean kind of created his own persona and he didn't have to worry about being tied to Marty all the time. So I would do an injury angle here, keep Enzo off TV for I don't know how long. Um, You know, obviously they're going to pay the guy, they're going to want to use him. But um, yeah, to answer your question, he'll be a lower card guy. But he doesn't really fit with the cruiserweights either. Is his issue? He's small, but he doesn't fit in that division. So, I don't know what the answer is. But there's a like, place for him.
3: I would like to see like a babyface, uh, dangerous alliance kind of deal with him, where he can kind of put together his own little unit to maybe come go after Cass. Uh, I, I've I've complained before that there isn't enough factions, anyways, So let let him put one together.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that could work. I mean, too. To Kyle's point, I was going to ask him um, if he thought Enzo would be better off being sent to SmackDown eventually. Like if he was off TV for months with an injury angle,
0: you know, and then just bring him on fresh somewhere else. Get him away from Cass. Yeah, maybe because the the issue will be, you know, like with Undertaker and Kane, like it was always like so like that storyline that they started way back in like 97. I mean, obviously, I'm going like I could probably use a more modern example, but this one popped in my head. It was always going to be so weird when you do an angle like that. It's weird when the two guys aren't married to each other. You know, given the nature of the storyline that they're brothers. And a lot of times they were married to each other, whether it was his opponents or partners. But, um, you know, we see it now modern with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You know, everyone always kind of complained it was supposed to be that big blow off. And here they are. They've been on the, you know, they, were, they stayed on Raw when they did the initial brand split. And then they were both switched over to SmackDown, you know. Mm-hmm. The brand split theoretically should allow you, you know, to keep guys apart who should be apart. So, yeah, eventually these guys should be on different brands. All right. So we're all we're all in
1: agreement. Cass is going over here pretty strongly. Probably you would think. Um, oh, yes.
0: There's no I mean, anything but a definitive win for it doesn't have to be like a, a two minute squash, but it should like I think you should take him out post match. Yeah. You know, power bomb him off the stage or something like that. Added heat gives him something to talk about the next night in a row. Do we agree? Big Show's probably the next logical opponent for him at like SummerSlam because they they had teased that. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so. I hadn't even I hadn't even begun to think about where he was headed next, but that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, and, and Big Show's a guy who, at this stage of his career, makes a lot of sense for him to put someone like Big Cass over. Yeah. All right, so
1: the uh, Bray Wyatt Seth Rollins match. Not a lot of hype behind this one, in my opinion. It's just, it's just kind of there, um, and you know, these are two guys that have been at the top of the card for, especially Rollins, for a lot of the last couple of years. Um, Wyatt, obviously, recently a world champion. This 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 match just feels really weird to me. I, I could on a on a stat card, and I like both of these guys a lot. Just not interested at all. Um, if I had to pick, I guess uh, I'd probably go with Rollins in the match, but. Honestly, I, I have no idea who's going to win this match. Justin.
3: Uh, I'm going to go Bray because it's early in the feud. And so he, he'll he go on to lose a bunch. But I do got to point out how much I love the fact that the baby face in a feud is basically arguing for atheism. <laughs> Saying like <laughs> gods are only in men's heads. Right? <laughs> What's that?
0: That he bled right after his cheek was bleeding right after. It was a very scary sign right after that promo, yes. Maybe they oh, learned something from all those surveys they sent out. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm with what Ryan said. I the, Of all the matches on the show, this is the one I'm looking forward to the least. Um, It just feels like two guys near the top of the card they don't have anything else to do with, so let's just have them have a match. I actually hope this is a one and done. I, I don't want to see these two feud anymore. I agree. I'm hoping it's one and done too.
1: Um. All right. Let's go to that. Uh, I don't I, know, Justin, who did you pick?
0: Who did you pick? He picked Bray. He thinks oh, he's gonna you, have you a series. Bray. Yeah. Bray.
3: Apparently, I God. just want to be tortured for another couple months.
0: God, I, I just feel like for punishment, lose again. Like, what do you do? like? I mean, I've I beaten the drum of hip, how badly they need to turn him babyface, but if they're not gonna do that, God, he's gotta win. By conventional booking, you would think so,
1: but like the way Bray Wyatt's been booked his entire career, it's like yeah, just beat him. That's
0: just what they're gonna do. The thing is, like, what do you? What makes me think this is gonna continue is, what do you do with Rollins after this? Like, he's not gonna be in the title picture. Um, they had been teasing that Finn. Whatever happened to Finn Balor? Bray. I was
1: was gonna. That's what I was gonna say because that has never been followed up on. (laughs) Yeah, the injury. And- Which happened at SummerSlam last year. So that could give him direction. Finn, Finn is like currently is the in... the one guy that's who really doesn't have anything feud. waiting in the wings. Go ahead, Justin. What'd you say? Oh, I'm just
3: saying that Finn is currently in what will be the hottest feud of the year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With uh, the Drifter? Oh, yeah. The highlight of Monday Night Raw? One <laughs> of the top three highlights of Monday Night Raw every week is the Drifter. If you don't agree, you're wrong, you guys. I'm sorry.
0: They need to stop cutting off his songs. They need to let him sing to get the heat. <laughs> they cut him off too much. So there was some talk that that match might be added to Great Balls of Fire, but uh, so far not. Yeah. I mean, even if it's the pre-show, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if it's on the pre-show or if they just do it on Raw Monday night. In this day and age, that, that just doesn't matter, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Um, the result's going to be the same. Finn winning clean, you would think. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's been no talk of that or Gold Dust R Truth. I keep waiting, you know, looking every day, you know, or something like waiting for hey pre-show match added or this match just added to the pay-per-view. And it hasn't, neither of them have been.
3: Shit, I didn't even thought about that. That sucks. Yeah. Gold dust and our truth deserve to be on there.
1: Yeah. Well, like, I mean, for a, for a, a B show, this this is
0: a pretty lengthy card. I mean, they've got they got eight matches announced. So in one of them. And this this is what, it raised my eyebrow initially, and I was like, wow, are they going to leave stuff off? Is there The tag team match is 30 minutes. Yep, Iron Man tag team match. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't think Brock Joe is going to go as long as your standard main event, but um, still.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know what the direction is for either of these guys in the coming months either. I would like to see Rollins and Balor feud, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Do we even care? I would care I would care if it was Balor Rollins. But uh otherwise, yeah, Rollins has really lost a lot of steam over the last 6
0: months to 6 to 9 months I would say. Eh, I wouldn't call that far. I mean the Triple H thing worked. I mean he it seemed like he had steam coming off WrestleMania and then he just kind of well, he did the thing with Joe. He's the only guy who beat Joe. But yeah, I mean it's like a thing where um they just haven't given us a compelling reason these two are feuding. Like I don't really know why they're feuding. Yeah, I'm just going back to like
1: last fall when on the podcast we were talking about how the how his run as a babyface just wasn't really working even at that point. And he, you're right, he did around the time with the feud with Triple H, he got a little bump, but overall, it's 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 been Ooh. downward for him as a character. I yeah. think. Um, icy title match. All right. One of the MVPs of Raw outside of the Drifter is definitely The Miz. The entire time Top Rope Nation has existed, The Miz has been on top of his game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he is defending against Dean Ambrose yet again. These two are wrestling. So speaking of a few that needs to be over, here's one. Um, what do you guys think, by the way, of that match with Heath Slater on Monday night? Uh, I guess, Justin, you didn't see it.
0: Kyle, what would you think? It was good. I mean, they actually got me to believe that there was a chance they might switch the title. Yeah, I thought that was a, a very good television match. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: I don't know, Ms. Ambrose. I'm gonna let you guys pick first this time. I think, uh, I think the Miz. Well, I'll pick. I think the Miz is probably gonna retain.
0: Thoughts, Kyle? Uh, yeah, well, I think it's a lock. These two have yeah. great chemistry. I mean, as much as like this feud seems like it's gone on all year, which it pretty much has. Yeah. Um, these two do have really great chemistry. You know, I, I think it really helps Ambrose feuding with the Miz because like, I don't know what is next. For you know, they were teasing a feud with him and Drifter that kind of didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and if they just beat the Drifter with Finn, I don't really know how great that is for him. But yeah, um, Miz to me, it's not as big a lock as Big Cass, but it might be the second biggest lock on the show. Miz, absolutely all the way.
3: Yeah, I agree, Miz, and I, I am so over doing this feud, although I do agree with Kyle that they do—they have a lot of in-ring chemistry. Um, I just hope that Miz wins because the name of the pay-per-view really comes into play, and LeVar and Lonzo run out and help him. Great balls of fire, man.
0: <laughs> How about, by the way, your boy, Lonzo Ball, Nay and getting the old stone-cold stutter. <laughs> you read about that? I didn't even read about that, no. Yeah, because I thought for sure that's what they were going because the day of that Raw, they had reported, and they, I think we're selling them the Los Angeles 316 shirts, and everyone's like, oh, Austin's going to show up tonight. And he was there. Mm-hmm. And they did propose to LeVar Ball that he would go on one of his big spiels and he would take the stunner, Austin would come out. And it made a lot of sense because, you know, I mean, LeVar Ball, this is a guy who claims he could beat Michael Jordan in a game of one-on-one, which is <laughs> ridiculous. So I was like, all right, they'll throw LeVar out there. He'll be like, I could beat all the WWE superstars. I could beat The Rock. I could beat Steve Austin. And Austin would come out and stun him. And I thought that would be kind of great, but um, LeVar just wanted to... Take his shirt off. And he kind of looked like Killer Khan when he was doing that that. I, <laughs> uh I didn't think of that at the time, but I i see it now. With the face he was making, I was like,
1: he got he really looks like Killer Khan. I mean they got the sports center highlights they were looking for, but yeah,
0: with Austin, it would have been a lot better. Easily. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can see why if you're a celebrity, you're not gonna come on some TV show and get your ass kicked.
1: <laughs> I mean, outside of Los Angeles, doesn't pretty much the entire sports world Hate the balls. Well, I should have phrased that a little bit differently. So. But I don't think that, I think they they have a lot of heat. I don't think people really like them. If they no. had an approval rating that's below even Donald over Trump, so let
0: me put it that way. That was what was crazy to me. They weren't even over in the building. I I thought they included Lonzo just to ensure they'd be baby faces. But, you know, I don't think there were a lot of Laker fans in that uh, arena that night.
1: <laughs> so I mean so they want Dean Ambrose on the big baller brand now. I mean, is that really what uh, you want to propose for a babyface? Since this family is exactly. not particularly yeah, well liked. Be no follow up on that. Then there will be zero follow up on that. I, yeah, I know, but I just thought the line was kind of weird for a a babyface. Yeah, uh, what I, do we think? Of, what do you think of the Miz By the way,
3: Great. Uh, I I would prefer that to be the new Wyatt's, but I guess they're promoting a movie.
1: Mm-hmm. At least it gives so, Axel and. Uh, Bray's younger brother, something to do. They, um,
0: it's funny what they did it, at the timing of it because when Mike and Maria came out on SmackDown, uh, which was like right before they went this Ms. tourage route, I was like, you know, people who aren't familiar with this act, and that's a lot of people, are going to be like, what is this? Like the poor man's Miz and Maurice. And, you know, Meltzer, I think, wrote about it. Um, by the way our condolences to Dave for his father and he he mentioned that yeah WWE recognizes this and they're like well we got to like kind of change up the thing with um, you know give Miz some flunkies you know just so it's not kind of a copycat thing and, and I talked about that was a big problem with the first brand extension that they would just copy things on this brand to brand yeah
1: well I like it I agree I think our, our new Wyatt family might be more intriguing, but uh
0: God, we've been ho- hoping for that for so long and seen nothing. So I just want Bray Wyatt as a baby face. There's so many people I want to turn babyface. <laughs> Kevin Owens should turn baby face.
1: Oh man. Especially I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard I've heard the uh, the DVD is pretty
0: damn good.
2: Yes. Coming out of his career. And-
0: you know, I've talked to people who wouldn't matter before about Kevin Owens, heel shtick, And we're all like, yeah, what a great heel. What a great heel. Kevin Owens is any, any, I'm not going to, I love, I love Kevin Owens, but if you kind of like examine it, the heel stuff, Kevin Owens does very much gets him over as a baby face with a certain segment of the crowd. You know, like when he just like rips on Byron Saxton or something like that, he's like, you tool Byron, like, shut up. Like, yeah. Okay, like in 1984 that was a heel move, but in 2017 there's a lot of people like yeah, that's cool, that's sweet. You know, so he he kind of you know, I would hate to see them what's the word I'm looking for? White meat him, you <laughs> know, white meatify him if he did turn baby face and eventually everybody turns, so he'll turn eventually. But um honestly, they could just make some very small minor adjustments to that character and he'd be i think a tremendous baby face yeah i can see that i think i think he's kind of yeah he has that like cool heel thing like steve austin did 20 years ago yeah i mean let's you know i always guard against people um going too far with comparisons i mean Steve austin. I, don't, I mean I, I certainly don't think he's at the steve austin level but uh the same kind you know, of because no, no, like, yeah. kind of like, like austin was kind of like that in like right before he turned where he was very amusing like you know kind of just ripping everyone yeah
1: all right um let's go to the women's title match all right and this is probably going to spin off into a little bit of a conversation on bailey who has been just a disaster oh, talking now. talking about that. <laughs> I think she's going to come into the conversation of this match just based on uh, what happened with her on Monday night. So, <laughs> Alexa defending against <laughs> Sasha.
0: Just me doing Coke, Justin. Don't worry
1: about it. <laughs> Put those $100 bills away, Kyle. We're on the air. I thought it
3: was just your ultimate warrior interview impression. Yeah. All
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, P. All right. So, before we get to the winner here. Um, so Alexa is defending against Sasha. Sasha and uh, Bailey teamed in a tag team match on Monday night against Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. And uh, Bailey was like pushed through a ringside barrier. They went to a commercial. They came back. She basically been hauled off, and she never came back out. So, do we think that they're finally gonna pull the trigger with some kind of like crazy Bailey turn here? where she's going to come out and cost Sasha the match, and say, "You know, you didn't, you didn't help me on Monday night. You didn't protect me on Monday night. And now she's taking out her revenge. Because where else could they possibly be going with this terrible Bailey booking? It, ha- it has to flip at some point, don't you think, Kyle?"
0: Look, I saw you nodding. So I was actually just trying not to sneeze. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um. All right. Yes, it is going to play in. I, they have not given up slash forgotten on the Bailey-Sasha turn. And I agree that's what they should do. You bring up a very interesting point because obviously the original idea and the idea that most people would have thought was that Sasha would be the heel in that dynamic. But man, you know, at first, you know, it was about a year ago or so. What month is this? Is July? July. It wasn't quite a month ago, but when we first started doing the podcast, right, I remember we were like, you know this Sasha Bright, she's not great at cutting babyface promos, her futures as a heel. Well, lo and behold, man, we it's July 6, 2017 when we're recording this. She's probably more over as a babyface than Bailey on the main roster. And by probably, I mean definitely. So the idea that Bailey could be the heel here isn't out of the question, but man, I'll believe it when I see it. Alexa's definitely retaining, though. I think oh, we yeah. agree on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're Alexa Bliss and Bailey gets a heel turn, are you paranoid she's going to steal your
0: heat? I mean, we don't really know how Bailey's going to do as a heel. No, I mean, no, there's no. I don't think that, No, because they're going to do Bailey and Sasha would feud, and then Alexa's clearly going to feud with Nia Jax. Like they've been teasing that like Nia Jax is going to be a baby face and feed with Alexa. There's no dispute denying that. Yeah. Uh, Justin, who do you see going over here?
3: Uh, You know, I haven't really been into this feud at all or this story. Uh, So I'll just go with uh, Alexa Bliss. But you guys, I didn't even like thought about a Bailey turn. And that's, that's actually pretty intriguing. Although I'm with Kyle, I'll believe it when I see it.
1: I just feel like it, it has to be coming because they can't.
3: No, no, well,
0: they, they there, cannot think be, that uh, this booking is actually going to work with what they've been doing with her. Well, I mean, they could just hold it off, and I mean, maybe a Sasha heel turn is what they need to get Bailey over as a babyface. I just there is a concern that Sasha's more over is the is the more over the two as a babyface on the main roster.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I, it's coming.
0: I, I think it's coming and setting up the uh, them fighting at SummerSlam. Okay. Oh, uh, by the cool. way, I thought like I saw some people like were down on that gauntlet match on raw 2 weeks ago? What gauntlet what were you watching? I thought that was great. I thought yeah. that was really good. And well done. I mean cuz everyone was like, "Oh, Bailey gets buried again." It's like, "Folks, that she wasn't part of the story." Yeah. I got I got some issues with some of these fans online. <laughs> I, I think it's friends. rant time. Let's yes. hear it. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten to a a point where like All right, I'm going to take us back to a dark place, a dark Twitter argument about the women's money in the bank, okay? And that whole pay-per-view. So that pay-per-view did have a lot of bad finishes, like taken when you combine them as a whole. But, like, there's this sense now where people complain if the WWE doesn't validate their own fantasy booking. And I'll give you a point. Everyone whined about that Carmella thing that night. But no one whined about the fuck finish they did the next match, Usos a New Day, because everyone assumed that that was the finish they were going to do. So sick of these fans.
3: I don't, but that's, that wasn't, that's not why they're upset. It's because I think at least for a lot of females, they were excited for this historic match. And then they They kind of gave it it to a guy.
0: Splanin' is my my second least favorite suffix now in America. Only behind gate when people describe a controversy as "gate," forgetting that Watergate was an actual building, there it was not a controversy about water.
1: Yeah, I, I'm on Justin's side here, though. I think it had more to do with um, just the imagery of the man going up and and it, the fact that it was the first women's Money in the Bank match. But if the this what happened. happened though. Yeah, but that's the that's like, like the, point the image of wrestling, left over the match.
0: The point of wrestling is not to have great matches. I know some people cannot wrap their head, head around that, but it's not. That was actually yeah. a really good match before the finish. They were
1: having yeah, a really I didn't good really
0: match. Think it was. The that match, and it has worked so far, was a mechanism to get Carmella over as a heel.
3: Yeah, I do I do agree with Kyle there. The main point of wrestling is to get a reaction. And that got a reaction. Yes. Although we are definitely heading towards Kyle gate here. I think it's oh,
1: the- <laughs> <laughs> Kyle faking his sickness. Kyle gate. Sick gate. Yeah. No, I think I don't want to spend too much time on this. Cause it's been weeks. We
0: probably would have talked about it for 45 minutes if we had done a show that week. <laughs> oh, I, I was ready, man. I was, I was like writing things down. I had like a fricking man. Fa- I had like the emancipation proclamation <laughs> written, man.
1: All I'll say, and, and my opinion on that, is that she could have got the same heel reaction with Ellsworth pushing over the ladder on Becky Lynch, and then she climbs up and gets it. And the the company acknowledges it, and they've been digging themselves out of the hole for the last two weeks on SmackDown because of this. Now, I'm glad that Carmelo won the next time. Out, but I think that that was a recognition that they botched the match badly. No, and it was
0: just – they just – that was the plan all along.
1: I think <laughs> – I think that – um what they it, were gonna to
0: t- do that match
1: anyway. You have to tie this in. It's because it was the first match. If it happened the second or third women's match, nobody would have cared. It's the first match, it's the fact that the man was the focal point of the match at the end. And they built this up. The as as point. A, he just worked into the finish. As which is the focal point of the match, what you build towards. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was so involved in the finish is why people are mad because they had built this up as a historic moment and then they didn't let the women it stand
2: on their own.
0: The people were but, mad that it wasn't like a historically great match. It was, I thought which, it was a really good match until that. Finish, I actually did I, I think what they did was way better than it had it been a good match, a quote unquote good
1: match. So, so what I what I thought of it and what I tied it to is you have to look at this as like if you're a female wrestling fan, this is a company that's been so disparaging to women for decades. Yes, that's very true. I'm not going to deny that. And so, well, like, dude, yet again, they're they overshadowed by it. Same
0: week, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown all had women's matches as the main events. Well, I'll just say
1: look at the booking on SmackDown since, and I think they pivoted. I think they, they recognize.
0: No way, <laughs> man. That's exactly what they were going to do.
1: Well, I, I think they not- recognize an error.
3: Hey, late, lady listeners out there, at TRP Kyle,
2: let <laughs> them let, let know.
1: Let's let's go to a match that no one's probably gonna have that strong opinion on. (laughs) Your wife doesn't count. Dress like that, Kyle. Dress like that. Believe it or not, I'm actually married. (laughs) Um all right. No one's gonna get all bent out of shape about this match. Tazawa and Neville for the cruiserweight title. Well, I'm livid. (laughs) I don't buy it. I'm going to add that to the list of Kyle gate conspiracies. Yeah. I don't buy that. You're living about this
0: match. I'll tell you what though. Who was, the, who, who was the first guy on the on the top roll uh, nation podcast to invest in the Titus brand? The Titus oh, brand spot. I, I, I thought know, I was, I was right there, there with you. I think I, I was, was right there with there. you. Okay, you're an early investor too. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Titus brand is fantastic.
3: I bought the $400 Titus brand shoes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How funny is it that the Titus brand may be what finally gets the cruiserweights over?
1: Could happen. Yeah, I,
0: I know Abby Arthur was probably
1: disappointed when tozawa joined the Titus Brand. She shouldn't have. I mean, this guy is. I mean, they're going international.
3: <laughs> am, am I the only one who would like? Am all for a super long Neville cruiserweight reign, but I really wouldn't mind seeing tozawa win the title. Not on the pre-show, but if this builds to a, an eventual tozawa win, I, I, I think that would work
0: we all thought Aries was going to be like the guy to like, cause that was kind of the mo- the Aries Neville feud was kind of the first compelling feud this division has had. And it does kind of feel like this shouldn't, I don't know if it's the time or the place to change the title quite yet. I'm all for building toward it, but Neville, man, he's been, I mean, look, no one's been more critical of this division than me. I mean, I think it's generally been an atrocity,
3: you but you critical of something.
0: Yes. Believe it or not. But <laughs> Um, man, is this Neville good in that championship role? He's really good, and I don't think they've built strongly enough to a change to do it quite yet. Although, man, are the cruiserweights going to be lost in the shuffle at Summerslam? So you can't really do it there either.
1: I just want to point out, um, whole truthy, in our live chat throughout the term "Ballsgate." So perhaps <laughs> if there's a uh, there's a <laughs> If there's a finish that goes down that we are very unhappy with, you're at great balls of fire will be known as Ballsgate.
3: That sounds like the worst party ever. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Oh man. So, so yeah, I do. I do think there is a legit chance that Neville could drop the title here because oh, they, are push, they are pushing the Titus Brand thing.
3: But man, I, wait, I, w- wait, but uh, King Neville not on the pre-show.
0: There's this no way not a show, in, is it? That's how it's that. listed.
3: That's how it's listed on Wikipedia.
0: Oh well, if it's on Wikipedia. It must be true. Exactly. I didn't. I didn't. I hadn't heard that this was going to be on the pre-show.
3: Well, I, that, that'll, that'll determine it then. I mean, okay. If, if it's on the main show, I could definitely see a title change. But if it's on the pre-show, I think that would be an absolute horrid move.
0: Somebody yeah. brought a good point on Twitter, and I want to run this by you because it actually was like if you think about it, I think it was a good point. It was uh it was Greg Parks over at the Torch that the allure of the Titus brand is that they kind of like, it's kind of like a big inside joke, right? Like, it's not like really this awesome brand that's taking over the WWE. It's just like Titus O'Neil thinks he's sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think, like, if the gimmick started winning, like, would that kind of make it just like, eh, whatever? Like, isn't the allure of the gimmick that it's kind of like a joke? In a regard, like you know what I'm saying, like he almost thought, like them having a title would be kind of like kill, you know, the allure of the gimmick. I,
3: like, I think that's it's a way to build it, but I I don't think that is sustainable.
0: You're, I think you're right, after a they, while, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta they, win, they, they don't win anything. You're, you're, but yeah, um, if they don't ever win anything, then you just got, then what's the point? But yeah, Kyle, are
1: you telling me you didn't think Apollo Crews was gonna go over Braun Strowman on Monday night? Yeah. <laughs> but that was a cool
0: little squad. What a bump he took! By the way, yeah, that was by amazing. By the way, with this Titus Brand thing, Apollo Cruz is way more over than he ever was pre-Titus Brand. Titus Worldwide, I should say. By that's the way. a that's a pretty small. Uh... It's a little bar. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no bar, I mean, but was, yeah. I mean, given that he was regularly not on SmackDown when he was part of that brand, but I mean, it's helped Apollo a lot. I,
3: I would say the same for the uh power of Tozawa.
0: Yes. <laughs> it absolutely helps Tozawa being affiliated with this. Well, I'm in
1: agreement. If this is on the pre-show, there's no way Neville is is losing, but going in, depending on where it's on the card, I I could see a switch happening, but uh I'll say Neville holds on at least till SummerSlam. Uh tag title match, 30 minute, Iron Man match, Hardy's and Cesaro and Sheamus. Any deep thoughts on this one guys before we get to the main event?
3: Looking forward to it. I, I I love the idea of a tie, tag team Iron Man match. Um, I'm scared that Hardy's might be a little old to hold up their end of the bargain, especially against uh, two studs and Sheamus and Cesaro. But uh, looking forward to them nonetheless. And I am going to go with Sheamus
0: and Cesaro, the bar. What a team they are. This Cesaro and Sheamus. What a great team. Um. If you're mapping out the raw tag title picture, like long term, you probably think Hardy's get it back at some point, and then it goes to the revival, right? I think that's what most reasonable minds would conclude with this division.
1: Well, it seems like the uh, the broken mat stuff is coming pretty soon. Um, well, I don't know. There's been conflicting reports that,
0: oh, they're not close. And so you would probably <laughs> want to do the character change before right yeah i was going to say okay. yeah so yeah i don't think there's going to be a title change here and plus you can do some something fluky with the iron man this is the first tag team iron man match t- on tv right uh first tag, tag
1: team tag first tag team iron man match yes
0: yeah. i i think somebody had tweeted out historyofww.com it might have been great website by the way yes, great website uh that friend, friend Rock, of R- the pod videos? friend of the friend of the pod Oh, great. On that does the site. Yes, the Rockers and the Rougeaus did Iron Man matches back in '89. Haven't seen those. I saw some of the matches they'd done in like England and France. They're really good, hmm. but I'd like, I mean, love to get a hold of that.
3: If if this was going to be a thirty man Iron Man with Sheamus Cesaro versus the Revival, this would be match of the year. But uh, like I said before, I, I'm just worried about the Hardys.
1: Yeah, I'll go Cesaro and Sheamus. All right. So Joe Lesnar is going to tell us a lot about how well, we SummerSlam is gonna
0: be structured. We still have uh Reigns and Oh yeah, oh, forgot. A...
3: forgot about our boy. <laughs> the
1: yard, man. It's his yard. Uh, Reigns right.
3: with Reigns with the ultimate heel move. What was it two weeks ago when he had his big SummerSlam announcement? the last pay-per-view he loses a five-way match for a title shot he just shows up to raw and declares he's going to get a title shot <laughs> amazing work
1: yeah I, you know this this match to me is 50 50 because we all thought Strowman was getting the match with lesnar but now there's been some reports that it could be reigns lesnar at SummerSlam. slam
0: so this could go either direction and then um, And then there's a lot of people, like myself, spoiler alert, who think they really should do a second Reigns-Joe or a Lesnar-Joe match at SummerSlam. Yeah, So these top two matches are really tied together. Yeah, definitely.
1: So, you know, I would rather, as much as I like Braun Strowman, if they're dead set on this Brock-Reigns match, I would rather it happen sooner than happen at WrestleMania. I'd rather them just get it over with. So if they're really set on that, I want to see Reigns beat Brock for the title at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, if if that's the story, obviously we got to have Reigns go over here, uh, I, Justin.
3: I I agree with you that I I definitely want to see Reigns and Lesnar sooner rather than later. I I don't need an absentee Lesnar to hold on to the title for another however many months till WrestleMania. But the thing is, is we can still get that and Strowman get a win because it's an ambulance match. There there's ways to work around making you know uh, Reigns bad. So I, it might be the perfect match for this, actually. I, I'm, gonna, I'm, go, I'm going with Strowman.
0: Yeah, I agree with what Justin said. With the gimmick, it's kind of like with the Iron Man—you can do a funky finish where you, you know, you're not beating the heel or the babyface clean. Um, I think, you know, I'd read something today that right now people believe that it's going to be Lesnar and Strowman at SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think uh, Strowman's think the more logical option.
0: But it's all going to depend on on uh, what that title match is. And I don't think yeah. we know for sure. And I completely agree with what you said, Ryan, at first. And then, you know, Justin doubled down on that. I would rather them just do Lesnar Reigns sooner than later, too. Because this whole drawn-out coronation thing, man, that backfires sometimes. Especially at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time away. I, I would rather see them do Reigns Cena at WrestleMania. That's the match.
1: Yeah, the crowd, when uh, Cena came back Tuesday night and he mentioned wrestling Roman Reigns, he went through the list of the guys he wants to work with. And, uh, man, by the way, thinking about him having matches with some of those guys, pretty interesting stuff. I'd like to see uh, John Cena, Shinsuke Nakamura.
0: Oh, yeah. See them doing that, for sure.
3: And that's the thing with, uh, I want Reigns and Lesnar now because I would prefer Lesnar, Strowman, and Cena reigns at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. Are we all in agreement that Lesnar needs to drop the belt at SummerSlam? Yes. And we all pretty much think Joe has no shot to win it Sunday. Unfortunately.
0: I would love to see them do, you know, I was in a discussion this morning on Twitter where a lot of people were referenced to saying, do a ground zero finish. Um, another 1997 reference there. Shawn Michaels, Taker, the, the match that's, Way overlooked. It's a really good match. Um, September 1997 re- in your house. Yeah. It, I think it was, the, it was the last in your house where they used the house set, I believe. Ye- yeah, yes, it up, was. Yeah. It set up the Hell in the Cell match the following month. And nobody cared that it went to a non-finish because it was just like such a wild match. Um, the dynamic here is slightly different because that was just Sean bouncing around like a ping-pong ball for Taker. But, um, man, I, Joe has earned the opportunity for this feud to go longer. Like, people would tolerate. Like, if you put this in the middle of the card and did the non-finish, which clearly signals to people, okay, they're going to work again in a gimmick match or something, and you could do Rain, Strowman last. I think people are cool with that. I think they would be. I don't think they're going to, though, because as I thought about this, there is a fly in uh, in the proverbial ointment here. Elephant in the room. I almost got my metaphors. up there. <laughs> you, you caught that, didn't you, Justin? Lesnar's dates. They, they said he was going to work more this year, but he's still got that fixed number of dates, and if they've got certain matches already in mind, it's hard to extend programs with him. It's hard to say, well, this feud's worked a lot better than we thought it will, so let's just extend it, and Brock, you know, work you know, Brock's gonna just work an additional date. Um, obviously he's working SummerSlam regardless, but um, they've got to do the Strowman match. Um, yeah, they probably have to do the Finn Balor match at some point. Um, yeah, I doubt that. I still think they're going to do it at some point. At a man, they got four pay. Raw's got four. Make it six pay per views between SummerSlam and the end of the year. Uh, pardon me three meds kicking in Kyle god I wish they were no they have three and there's six total pay-per-views between the two brands because they each have one in September they each have one in October they each have one in December so they have three um they have one per month but you got of figure Lesnar will be on one of those right and then there's Rumble
3: yep you know and because of the whole dates thing that's exactly why I think him and Joe is a one-off, and that's why I, I I just hope they put on a solid match. that it's not a typical Brock Lesnar suplex city. Let these guys go for twenty minutes. The, the template's there from Brock Goldberg at Mania. Yeah, yeah, and that was only like six minutes.
0: Yeah, this should not be a long match. I I like the I idea of doing a non-stop big move match that's sub ten minutes. I actually watched a. Somebody on YouTube, I won't put their name up because then these people get in trouble. Uh petty a, a file of matches, great sub ten minute matches. If you can find it, it's it's a real hoot.
1: Well, I just think this just shows how how it's too bad Brock Lesnar is on this part time deal because this we knew it would be good. It's been even better than we thought.
0: Samoa Joe is a star. They should have signed this guy a decade ago. Yes, it, it's and I'll be the first. I wrote it in one of my last TV reviews I did for the site. I said, you know let's temper our enthusiasm sports fans. This isn't the Samoa Joe of 05 06, you know, it may not be the dream match. We all think I was wrong. I mean, Joe has been, this has been Joe's best work since like 05 06. Who,
3: who do you guys think he deserves to go against at WrestleMania? I know this is relatively off topic, but I've just, I was just thinking about the WrestleMania card earlier this week. and, And I couldn't find a good opponent for Joe. That's just,
0: too far away, I too feel. far away. Yeah, who knows with Roman? I don't know. <sighs> I feel he's going to work Reigns at SummerSlam because he's beaten Reigns twice now.
3: That'd be an awesome match.
0: Yeah. I, I, I he... really, If it's Stroman-Lesnar, then it's going to be Reigns-Joe, I feel. I could be wrong, but...
1: So, yeah, the, these two matches at the top of the card here are really going to determine SummerSlam then because
0: it's kind of interchangeable, the parts yeah. are, for SummerSlam. Um, Should they? Okay, forget about what they <laughs> will do. Should they do a, do a non-finish in Lesnar-Joe and then do a rematch at SummerSlam? Should they?
3: That all depends on numbers.
0: I mean, I was going to say that it kind of
1: proves that... Wh- how How well Samoa Joe has done in this feud, you know, we all agree... Strowman's been awesome. He deserves to beat Brock for the title. We all know that Reigns possibly at some point is going to beat Brock for the title. But my God, if you're watching TV, Samoa Joe makes the best case for the guy to beat Brock Lesnar for the title right now, just based on his performances. And I don't think it's going to happen at a B pay per view like this. So to answer your question, yes, I think so. And then he would go over at SummerSlam. Do oh, I think wow. it's gonna
0: happen? No, probably not gonna happen. Okay, see, I wouldn't I actually would not put Joe over. Um <laughs> of course you wouldn't. <laughs> but I just think that this feud's hot and people are into it, and they just shouldn't kill it like this.
3: Kyle thinks the ambulance match should finish with Ellsworth running out and throwing Strowman into the ambulance. Oh, that would be great. <laughs>
1: I think Strowman's gonna her. win that match, and Brock uh, Strowman's gonna win the match. Roman Reigns is gonna come out the next night, big smile on his face, kissing babies on the way to the ring, and declare he is the number one
0: contender. And I'd love every minute of it. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I would love every minute of it. Well, no, here's the reason why I say I wouldn't have Joe beat Lesnar because you do know the end game here. We all we all just know it. I mean, it's just the way it is is Reigns is beat is the one who's gonna beat Lesnar. They're not gonna beat Brock Lesnar. Until Reigns does it. And just opinion. do it next month. Please. I would agree with that. Yes. Please, God, make it happen. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't All think right. they're going to, though. I think they're going to stick with their kind of original plan, and, and they're going to do Lesnar-Strowman at SummerSlam, because they teased that the night after Mania. It's true.
1: Well, I think it's going to be a hell of a car. I think it's going to be a good show. I think we've actually, a lot of these brand exclusive shows have been pretty damn good, but I think I think this car stacks up quite well, so I'm
0: looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's as well-built as, I mean, you compare it certainly with the, the first brand split. There's no comparison, really. This is way better. They've done yeah. a lot better job with this brand split, I got to say, than they did the first time. That thing lost steam real quick. Oh, man. And they also didn't have a clue what they were doing at first.
1: Maybe they actually learned from the past for once.
0: What a promotion <laughs> all right well
1: um, we're gonna get to this interview here in a second with Carrie Morris but uh, before I sign off here with uh, Justin and Kyle I want to m- mention that we will not have a show next week uh, but we probably will be back the following week towards the end of the week with with a new show so I know we were off three weeks schedules travel schedules are not going to work next week we're not going to be able to have a show unless Kyle and Justin decide to. Do a show on their own. Maybe maybe I'll put that on the radar. It could happen. I don't know. If they do a show on their own, guys, it's only going to be on YouTube. I won't be able to get the audio up for them next week. So uh, make sure you subscribe to uh, to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash C slash Top Rope Press. Or just search Top Rope Press on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. If you think there's a chance those two could hold a show next week. That would be entertaining, you guys. I would... Ballsgate would look like child play if just me and kyle run the show <laughs> I, I i will be on vacation and i might even tune in just to God. It, just to see it on my cell phone
0: by the way we really can't we, we really that's a tough transition bitching about lesnar's schedule and then like oh yeah well, you know <laughs> <laughs> hey we have been we have been very adamant though for like pretty much the last
1: 11 months show every single week
0: we really have we
1: haven't have been, yes i know we've had we're in like in the mid 40s. The show is not quite a, a year old. I think the first official show was at the end of July last year. So,
2: okay.
0: All right. So, this is like episode 43 or 44 or something like that. Thinking of that Eric Bischoff quote on that first Nitro, that rebirth Nitro. It's nice to see you guys show up to work today.
1: <laughs> well, it's a good show. Good to see you guys this week.
0: Oh, same. Love you guys. <laughs>
1: all right so we will see you guys in two weeks for sure um let me get to this interview with friend of the pod Kerry morris if you watch wwe pay-per-view i'm sure you are familiar with him as we are going to talk about here just in a second so let's get to the interview All right, guys. As promised, we are joined here by friend of the pod, Kerry Morris. You probably better know him as the WWE Squared Circle guy. You've probably seen him front row at uh, most of the WWE pay per views, many television tapings here for the last several years. So uh, I thought he'd be interesting heading into uh, Great Balls of Fire this this Sunday night to kind of get his take on the show because he's going to be in attendance. He's seen a lot of these storylines. Um, built up firsthand over the last several months. So first of all, Carrie, hey, thanks for joining the show. Welcome to the show. How's your night going?
2: Oh, that's pretty good. Thanks for having me on. I'm going to quickly correct you. I would not be at the show this Sunday.
1: Oh, you are not going to be at the show. That's going to well, be one I, of the few you've missed.
2: Yeah, no July shows because we're going on a anniversary uh, vacation ourselves. So and with a flooring project coming up, I had to cut out the July shows.
1: Oh, that's understandable. But I'll be watching so, so. on the network. Are you? Uh, So you're not going to Battleground either? SummerSlam is probably your next?
2: Uh, I'll be going to the Go Home Smackdown show in Providence, Rhode Island, the Go Home SummerSlam Smackdown. And then a few days after, I'll be in New York for the SummerSlam weekend events.
1: Okay, nice. Well, I wanted to ask you, first of all, because you are uh, one of the more better-known wrestling fans out there today, certainly online. I know a lot of people follow you on Twitter. Uh, first of all, everyone, everyone knows you for the squared circle shirt that you wear at all, all of the TV tapings. And uh, that, of course, is the uh, restaurant in Chicago. So how did that come about? How did you start the tradition of wearing the squared circle shirts at all the shows?
2: Um, the night before I flew out for New Orleans for Mania 30, I was doing a podcast at the restaurant with Lisa. Y'all know it Victoria or Tara from TNA. And she, just, she asked me where I was sitting. I told her I was sitting. And she had this look in her face. And then she asked me again, you know, where are you sitting? And I told her. She said, "If I give you a shirt, would you mind wearing it?" And I was like, "Okay, sure." And I, I, thought nothing of it. I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll wear the shirt. No big deal." And then the next day, I know my phone and social media is just blown up. It's like, oh, you know, we saw you this and that. Everyone loved it. So I thought, well, hey, why not? You know? And I thought, helped out my friends. I helped them out. So I just started wearing it every time I go to shows.
1: Do you have several of that shirt, or is that the same shirt every time?
2: <laughs> no, I, I I literally have eight of them because Lee and Lisa kept giving me more and more. Okay. I don't need eight, but I've got them. <laughs> nice. So, uh, how'd you become a wrestling fan, Carrie? Grew up in Dallas. I grew up on the Von Erichs and the Freebirds. I grew up because because my name is Carrie. I, my favorite was Carrie Von Erich. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, I used to stay up, sneak out of my room. I, I stayed with my grandparents. I'd always sneak out of the room and go watch wrestling with my granddad late night and watching you know the Von Erichs and the Freebirds mainly iceman parsons
1: i suppose uh growing up in that area during the uh during that time period is kind of hard not to be a wrestling fan
2: actually wrestling outside of that was not popular house shows in dallas couldn't draw shit it was hogan and andre on the card he had maybe 800 to a thousand fans it was crap <laughs> they it's so bad they stopped coming for a couple of years
1: wow but the von erics they were like royalty down there right
2: Yes, but even when Kerry signed on, Kentucky to tornado, they had put him in the main event with Ultimate Warrior tag teaming against Rude and Perfect. This was right before SummerSlam 1990, and even still, maybe 1,200 fans at that. Wow. Yeah, it was bad.
1: What was the uh, What was the first WWE pay per view you attended?
2: First pay per view was the '94 Survivor Series in San Antonio at the Freeman Coliseum.
1: Okay, so you you're still living down there at that time. <laughs> yeah,
2: I didn't move out of Dallas until 2001.
1: And when did it, you said you're not going to the July shows, but uh, in general, you're there most months. Uh, when did, you, like, kind of your current streak start where you started attending, uh, you know, nearly every pay per view of the year?
2: You know, actually, I started in 06 and 07. And then when I started grad school, I had to cut out. And once I got a job so make more money, I started going back and Mania 30 kind of started the streak slowly, little by little. Okay. And as I sweet talked and got position, per, uh, permission more and more, you know. Mm. I'm allowed to do a, a certain amount. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so there's a there's a few of you that, uh, you know, people that are paying attention watching these shows. They recognize um, yourself. There's another guy that sits in the front row. I don't know his name, but I'd recognize him if I saw him. Uh, I think like his wife or girlfriend's always there with him. Um There's 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 a few of you that, go, that head to most of these pay-per-views. Do you guys are you guys and you guys travel together? Um, are you guys all kind of friends or familiar with one another? I mean, is that like a we're close-knit group?
2: We're all friends. We, you know, we all, we're all we all from different parts of the country. We all just meet up, and we'll meet up before the event, hang out, have drinks, have food, go to the event. Afterwards, hang out, find food, find drinks. Um, some of us crash in the hotel. Sometimes some of us get our own rooms. kind of depends on who who does what.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, for many, it's a bigger thing. It's much larger groups. and
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um. Alright, I wanted to get your take on some of these matches So those of you guys listen to the podcast You just heard myself, Kyle, Justin We ran down the card We went really in depth on every match What we thought was going to gonna happen um, But let's get your perspective And then we can kind of see how that meshes with what we thought So I'm just going to run down the card with you Let me know who you think is going to win And if you want to tell me why and expand on that That's up to you um, uh, But we start out right away Enzo versus Big Cass What's your thoughts on that match?
2: Oh, I think oh, Cass is going over. I, th- I think. I mean, I could see them continuing this feud to, to through SummerSlam and then officially ending it there. But yeah, I think Cass is going to easily win that match.
1: Yeah, we uh, we were all in agreement on that one as well. <laughs> we thought uh, probably in pretty dominating fashion.
2: It, yeah, I mean, it might. I mean, I don't think it'd be a quite a squash match, but it'd definitely be an ass whooping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Wyatt and Rollins?
2: Uh probably Rollins going over although I think Bray needs to win more but I I think probably just based on how they've been booking Rollins will go over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is one we had some conversation on because uh, I think we were split on this and we all kind of agreed like you said Wyatt probably needs the win more. Uh, but if you look kind of how he's been booked over the last couple of years, um, a lot of times he doesn't win when he needs the win. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think two of the three of us picked Rowlands, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I, I could I could go either way on that one, personally.
2: Yeah, that's going to be either way, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, IC title match with Ambrose and Miz? Uh, I think Miz, will through outside interference of his new cronies, will – will help him win the match. The feud, I kind of, while they put on great matches, it's time to move on different feuds. They had a good lengthy feud on SmackDown. They've been there, done that. Let's move Miz on to something new. Yeah, they've, they've been wrestling for months now.
1: It's uh, I agree. I mean, it's out. been
2: good matches, but. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Miz, man, this guy has been, uh, ever since we started the podcast about a year ago, he has been one of the MVPs of WWE, in my opinion.
2: Oh god, yeah, Miz has been wonderful. I mean, especially when they first, when they put Maurice with him first, I thought, man, that's an ultimate pair right there. Great, great fit. Now they're, I guess, slowly transitioning where she's going to be leaving, and those two guys are kind of taking over as his cronies, bodyguards, or whatever. And so, no, I think he's been great. He doesn't get the credit he deserves.
1: Yeah, I went to a house show a few months ago, and uh, he by far got the biggest reaction from the crowd. You know, a huge heel response. He was doing the whole Rick Rude bit and. Uh, it was amazing.
2: He's one of those heels that actually gets a heel reaction.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Love- um, all right, cruiserweight title match. Uh, so we've got the newest, one of the newer, not the newest, but one of the newer members of the Titus brand, Tazawa, taking on Neville. Uh, do you think there's any chance of a title switch here?
2: Nah, I think if anything, it'll happen at SummerSlam. I just don't see Tazawa doing it. That's kind of
1: kind of where we were at too. Um, we thought. There's a a small possibility of it, but probably you would wait till the the bigger show. Um, You know, maybe if they if they want to give the Titus brand some. Credibility. credibility yeah but uh i don't know there's some talk this could be on the pre-show so if it's on the pre-show i i would
2: I think it has been moved to pre-show i think i thought that i could be wrong but I thought they announced that it. it has been officially moved to the pre-show
1: yeah so if, if that's on the pre-show i highly Ooh. doubt king neville's gonna lose the title after his reign on on a pre-show
2: but especially after a lengthy he's been ha- he's been champion since january at the rumble so yeah i can see him go- going through SummerSlam. yeah
1: Probably outside of the main event, and we kind of lumped together Reigns, Strowman with uh, Joe and Lesnar, but outside of those two matches, the one match we just discussed the most on the show was uh, probably the women's title match and the and the different uh, angles that could come out of this this bout. So Sasha and Alexa, where do you see this one going?
2: I see Alexa retaining in the end.
1: Yeah, we, we all agreed on that. Um, where the where the talk came in was with Bailey, and if she's going to get involved in the finish. So I, I had a theory on that. I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, if I was booking this, because we all agree, you know, Bailey's booking has kind of been subpar on the main roster. She just re- she just hasn't caught on. Uh, the last the last few weeks have been uh, people kind of been scratching their heads. You know, what are they doing with Bailey? And it seems like they're getting ready for some big pivot with her. And on Raw last Monday night, where you know she was pushed through the barrier, taken to the back. Nothing ever happened after that. You know she never came back in the match. I was speculating that um, we could see a turn out of Bailey where she would cost Sasha the match, and they they would wrestle it at, at SummerSlam.
2: Like a Mickie James style, she goes batshit crazy.
1: Yeah, because like mm-hmm. you know when she was doing like the sit down interview backstage a few weeks back, and it was just like yeah. so oh, boy, weird. Yeah, it's kind of like. Is she gonna go crazy or like where where is this leading? Because they can't yeah. honestly think like just straight lace like this is gonna work.
2: No, not 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 today's audience. No. I mean, as much as the hardcore NXT crowd loved her, the main crowd is just not digging it as a whole. And sometimes that's how they are what the crowds are. It's like, oh, we loved you when you were small time, now that you're big, we want to hate you. Yeah. But her character, the way she's kinda of starting to act, I'm trying to think of a movie character where a woman kind of was like all goody 2 and just went haywire crazy you know <laughs> not, not michael douglas and falling down or whatever the hell it was called but you know she's i think she's gonna eventually snap and lose it
1: yeah i i, I totally agree and we, we've been all kind of waiting for sasha bailey on the main roster so like what better place to do it than the second biggest yeah. show of the year
2: and, then, and the, and the place where so they stole the show back in 2015.
1: Exactly. And it's kind of interesting because ever since we started the podcast last year, we've all been talking about, you know, when's the Sasha heel turn coming? When's the Sasha heel turn coming? So it'd be pretty crazy if she Bailey. ends up being the face and Bailey's the heel.
2: Yeah, which in turn her going crazy <laughs> might get the crowd, the hardcore fans behind her again. I mean, you know who knows? You know. Yeah, knows?
1: yeah, you never know. I think, I think with a lot of times with the with the NXT call ups, maybe there's there's a thought that maybe they don't introduce them well enough because they overestimate how many people are familiar with the NXT product. Um, I
2: think so because I mean, yeah. I mean, the NXT audience is a small, small audience compared to the casual fan. So that would turn into a Raw or SmackDown. It's a small, small audience. Right. You
1: know? Yeah. Exactly.
2: best, like, and they're talking about when Samoa Joe debuted and had a match against Roman Reigns. You know, th- that didn't really draw on well ratings. And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, what? Two percent of the audience knew who the hell he was. So I mean,
1: yeah. If if you look at uh, you know WWE Network worldwide subscribers. Yeah. And that's worldwide. It's it's way less than watches Raw on Monday night. So, like, it is a, a very, especially in the United States, it's a pretty small portion of the audience that watches NXT. So,
2: yeah, I don't think they're the top weight rated program normally that I know, at least in the rankings that I've seen. Maybe I'm wrong. They're in the top five or top three, but they're not the number one.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. They're not. At least not usually. No. So, I don't know. I, I'm pretty intrigued by this match. I think Alexa's going to retain, but I, I'll be curious to see how they do the finish and if they do work in Bailey into it. So
2: I could definitely see it. I mean, that'd be a match. If I could, I'd fly down there for that.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, tag title match. Uh, this was made a 30-minute Iron Man match. I believe it's the first tag team Iron Man match in WWE history on television. I think there's... Po- we were talking on the podcast. There might have been some with the Rockers, like at house shows in the late 80s.
2: Yeah, and, and, and WCW, WCW might have done something like that, or maybe WWF did a house show. I can't remember, but fact, this is the first time on pay-per-view that I can recall yeah. live on TV.
1: So, Hardee's and Cesaro and Sheamus, who you got here?
2: I think overall, I see still Sheamus and Cesaro going over, but hopefully if all goes well with the lawsuits, this could be, could be the beginning of... The broken characters coming into play, slowly morphing into that.
1: Yes, that's leading up to SummerSlam. I agree. I think uh, we want to see the uh, gimmick change happen before they get the titles for sure. So
2: uh, it's just all—it's all about the legalities and the courts, and that's all we're waiting on.
1: Yep. All right. So these last two matches—the Universal Title match and the Ambulance match with Reigns and Strowman. Um, we kind of figured that these two are, are, you know, two of the biggest matches for direction for SummerSlam. We think these four interchangeably, um, or we were speculating, are probably going to be matched up in some way at SummerSlam. Whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Brock taking on Strowman or Brock taking on Reigns, and if Brock takes on Reigns, and maybe we get Strowman and Joe at SummerSlam. Uh, let's oh. start. With, well, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Or I was thinking this, what if they work it into a fatal four-way at SummerSlam for the belt? And this way you could still save, you know, save a Roman-Brock match for later, a Joe-Brock rematch for later, or a Strowman-Lesnar match for later for the lesser-known pay-per-views to draw more, get more ticket sales. So SummerSlam sold, sold, sold out, so that's not a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't even think about that one, but that, that, that could work too. I think we were all on, um, earlier on the show. We were in agreement that if they're dead set on doing Brock Reigns, which you know they probably are, it's been uh, talked about that that's going to happen at Mania. We would rather see it if, that, if, that's the, if that's the direction. Us three thought, let's just do it at SummerSlam, get out of the way. Let's have Roman oh, beat right. Brock at SummerSlam and not do the long drawn out build all the way to WrestleMania.
2: Oh no, I agree. I'd rather see like Roman versus John Cena at Mania 34. Yeah. Versus Brock and Roman. I don't mind seeing Brock and Roman, you know, again because they never had a finish between those. Just those one on one. Yes, Seth cashing in the last time. So I have no problem seeing that rematch happen and have a definitive winner out of that. But I'd also have no problem if they did make it a fatal four way, throwing Joe and Strowman in there.
1: Yeah, I yeah I wouldn't mind that actually. Uh, so who who do you think's gonna win the ambulance match then?
2: Uh... If they're smart, you got to go with Strowman. I mean, you built him up this huge monster. The only way he should lose is if it's by some kind of weird fluke.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
2: Um, yeah, that's, that's that's the only way. Other than that, I was yeah, you'd have to go with Braun Strowman. That's the smartest booking decision because it's not going to hurt Roman to lose an ambulance match, but it'll help out Strowman.
1: Exactly. The fact that it's kind of a gimmick match, it gives him an out where he it doesn't necessarily look that bad for for losing.
2: Oh, exactly. No, and he'll still have his fan base, and it makes just now you have a. a a better made heel out of Strowman.
1: yeah all right and uh lastly the universal title match joe and lesnar man samoa joe has been outstanding the last several weeks on raw oh
2: my the opinion. build this has been great i mean i'm like holy crap this is wonderful i mean yeah. i would i mean i, I get the feeling there's going to be interference somehow like with, with braun and a roman coming coming into the picture i could i I could honestly see that happening you know therefore it's like a no contest or somehow lesnar gets to win but why not throw a curveball and put the belt on joe yeah
1: i know i we talked about that how much he like of all these guys we're talking about ray and brock and him you know if if you really go by who's been the best performer the last month two months it's it's Mm -hmm. samoa joe like he deserves the belt
2: Well, and a guy who can go, like I said, what about you know, what a way to make him a star with the casual fan, and there you have another draw, another top drawing name, yeah. And then you can still do a fatal four way at SummerSlam with those four guys, and then whatever happens, go from there, break off the singles matches for the you know, whatever the hell it is, No Mercy, uh, TLC in October, build up to Survivor Series, and go from there,
1: mm hmm. Yeah, it's, I really hope this isn't just a one-off as good as the build has been. I know that was a talk going in, it was like a one-time deal, but you know, at so, sometimes you got to change the plan and these two have been great together. Joe's yeah. excelled. I I hope, I hope we see more of it.
2: Yeah, I could see, um, maybe originally they thought, well, this is just a one-off, but then it's done so well. It's like, it, we'd be stupid to just end it here. Let's keep it going.
1: Mm-hmm. Just, yeah.
2: I mean, if you're a business, why would you turn down money? Right. Turn, the, if you can make more money, you're in business, you take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think I think overall as a brand exclusive show, this is a hell of a card. I think it's gonna yeah. be a really good show.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a loaded card. Yeah, I mean, I, and I give them props because they're really trying to build towards SummerSlam, which is smart, and they're not treating like a throwaway show like they would usually do for a July show.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think we're in for a treat on Sunday night. I think there's a lot of intrigue with some of these matches. Those top two. That definitely to see what the uh, direction will be for SummerSlam, the women's match like we talked about. I, th- I think there's there's some interesting storylines coming out of this show.
2: And They'll have a good six weeks to build that brand's matches up, and then four weeks from Battleground to build those matches up. So I think overall they're doing a good job. Fans just need more patience. Stop whining so much. You know, <laughs> let things build. Have some fun with it. You know. Yeah. The yeah. Attitude Era wasn't all that, and you know this isn't gonna, isn't going to be all that. I mean, there were times the Attitude error I got bored. It's predictable. You know, a lot of it was unrealistic and there are storyline plot holes just like now. It happens.
1: Yeah. We talked about on the show, um, God, several weeks ago, we talked about how, you know, like, uh, in the attitude era, the, the top of the card was, was usually pretty good, but a lot of times the undercard was not that good and, yeah. uh, it was, so it a- was predictable a-
2: yeah, Austin's Undertaker to be good, but it's like, gee, how many Rock Triple H matches can we see? How many Undertaker Steve Austin matches can we see? Holy, you know, Holy God, or Undertaker Mankind matches? Like these happened a lot over and over again, and so, you know, people complain about seeing the same matches now. It's like you had that back then.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I think yeah. this is the best and, roster they've ever had by
2: far, yeah, right now. Let's not forget 2003, the year of the ref bumps in the main event. Here comes the you know, the monthly ref bump in the main event. How yeah. creative. <laughs> Even attitude, attitude the main event Well, it's exciting The crowd loved it But, oh yeah, They're fighting in the aisle They're going up in the stands Coming back to the ring Blah, blah, blah It's like, you know Same old stuff Or like on Raw you know, this is, I was talking to um, One of the other super fans uh, Who didn't see all, A lot of the attitude era, and I said You know, back then Fans were complaining About how the matches Are short Always outside interference And too much talking And now they get they call it raw boring it's like well because they have longer matches and less talking so it's like make up your mind what do you want
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, it's funny i wish kyle could have joined us uh because he said a lot of what you're talking about tonight on the show he was he was totally railing on the whining fans tonight on the show and you guys would be getting along rather uh, well it, right now
2: it gets old i mean it's never gonna be perfect it never will be perfect you know but it's like at some point just if you really don't like it Watch Ring of Honor. Watch now Global wrestling, Feder- Global wrestling Federation. Whatever the hell it's called, GWF. Global Force Wrestling on Impact. Watch New Japan. Watch something else. Yeah, there's tons of out there. You know, and, and I equated. I, I, I said, if you go to a restaurant and they give you crappy food, crappy service, but you keep going back, why should they change? Yeah, no doubt. You're you, still giving them their money. Survive with bad food, bad service. Why? You know, when there's other options. Same with wrestling.
1: Yeah. That's kind of one of the things that got me on uh, the uh, the Roman Reigns bandwagon. I, to be honest with you, is you know I've never disliked Roman Reigns. I thought his booking has been kind of poor for a couple of years. You know, I wrote a feature on that one time about how maybe they could fix the Roman Reigns push. But sometimes when people are complaining about Roman Reigns, it's like over the top, and I'm like, all right, like I just want to root for the guy just in spite of what you're saying right now. <laughs> you
2: exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. Or well, people complain when he had the U.S. belt how he kicked over the back of his shoulder. But like, wait a minute, but yet Dolph Ziggler wore the icy belt on his ass, and that, no one complained about yeah. that. You know, or Steve Austin would drag the belt down, and that was complaining of a lot of the old-timers and old-school fans. He would just drag the belt as he walked down and throw it in the ring. That was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no one bitched about that, and The Rock did the same thing.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Twitter's entertaining, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, some interesting like, takes.
2: Like Jim Ross said, keyboard warriors who, who say it on Twitter wouldn't have the balls to say it to your face.
1: Yep, Exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, we really appreciate you joining the show tonight. Uh, we've been trying to get you on here for a while. Like we talked about earlier on the show, we had we had like a three week layoff. We're usually very good about having a, a show every single week. And uh, we just, we had some uh, conflicting schedules some travel schedules. We weren't able to have the show the last couple of weeks, but we finally got you on here and hopefully we can do it again in the future.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's just been a crazy busy summer with a lot of stuff going on. You know, i having my own business and doing stuff takes it eats up a lot of my time sometimes. But Things are finally setting down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, maybe we can get you back on sometime around SummerSlam when you're headed out there and an NXT TakeOver and talk about maybe afterwards what the crowd was like live there.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, just let me know what works best for your schedule.
1: Cool. We will plan on talking to you then. And for everyone tuning in tonight, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Top Rope Nation. Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating. We would appreciate it. Thanks for checking us out, and enjoy WWE Great Balls of Fire this Sunday night. Take care.